This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. An insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Top 80s of football, NFL Lunch style, Super Bowl football at that. Super Bowl 58 Sunday in Vegas. You can hear the game here on 105.7 The Fan and here to preview it from a Kansas City perspective. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato, Nolan McGraw. Let's welcome to the show with the Chiefs Radio Network. Former NFL standout in his own right. Let's bring in on the WGK Law Guest Hotline, Danon Hughes. Danon, good afternoon. Baltimore time. Welcome to The Fan. And how are you feeling today? Good morning, fellas. Good afternoon. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful day. Uh, Super Bowl week. I am a little bit upset because you guys are sponsored by Ruth Chris. That's my favorite restaurant, man. Nobody even told me that. See? Well, I should have let the Ravens win. Then you kind of got a free gift certificate when it was all there said. You go, <laughs> hey, all right, Dana. Give and take. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's look back at that AFC Championship game. And obviously, here in Baltimore, we've been harping on it for nine days now. The loss. But you were watching it from a watching it from a Chiefs perspective. Your thoughts as an offensive guy watching the Ravens offense against that Kansas City defense. How surprised were you that Baltimore, given all of the weaponry and as well as Lamar has played, especially in the second half against Houston, only put up ten points in it? Yeah, definitely surprised. I know our defense was stellar. It has been all season long. Who would have thought back in August that with a healthy Patrick Mahomes all season and a healthy Travis Kelsey all season, that the story of the success of the Chiefs would have been defense. Nobody would have thought that. Uh, I think somebody would have drug tested me if I would have said that back in July or August. But that's what the fact is, is that our defense has really carried us to this point. You feel like, you know, you feel like the ups and downs of the season, the ebbs and flows were on the offensive side, the drops, record number drops for the Chiefs organization, uh, just inefficiencies on offense, and just the lack of the ability to, to really identify their identity during the season. And while we were going through those ups and downs, the defense really carried us, literally carried us to wins. Uh, you consider in the last eight games, including the Baltimore game, the Chiefs defense has averaged only giving up four points in the second half of games. That's incredible in the NFL, especially with how the rules lean towards the offense. As far as you guys, a couple of weeks ago, I just felt like the Baltimore Ravens fell into a, into a black hole of trying to go throw for throw, blow for blow with Patrick Mahomes. And they've done that in the past. Even though uh, Lamar Jackson has beaten the, uh, the, the Chiefs one time, in the other games, you can look back in those games and you wonder, okay, well, they have this dominant running game. They have this incredibly athletic quarterback that can run and throw. 
why are they trying to go throw for throw with Patrick Mahomes? It's like you're playing right into his hands. And uh, I felt like going into that game, I was doing pregame shows, talking about our keys to victory, and that was the number one key to victory. I said, if we can get them off of their game plan and and they feel like they have to hurry up and score and score in bulk, and they're going to put Lamar Jackson against Patrick Mahomes as far as throws, then we're going to be in a great position to win, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, Dana, my, my keys were – uh, run the football, you know, because I didn't yep. think that, you know, Buffalo rushed for 182. And I mm-hmm. thought you could run at them between the tackles because they're not that big, you yeah. know, and that's where the Ravens had the advantage. But you know what I noticed, like, on that first play of the game? I thought I thought the Chiefs, they came they came out, the Chiefs defense against the Ravens offense, they punched them in the mouth that first series. Well, absolutely. And, and if you go back to the Buffalo Bills game and prep for that game, I said – that that was like the 1985 Hagler-Hearns fight. It was going to be about which team was going to throw the blows the hardest and the quickest and set the tone and tempo of the game. Fast forward to the Baltimore Ravens AFC Championship game. I said that's going to be like Ali Frazier, a heavyweight bout, two heavyweights going at it, but it's going to be about who sets the tone initially. And I feel like because we came out and we were so efficient and we struck first, it wasn't like we were trying to feel out our opponent wasn't like we were trying to negate some of their aggression. We went right at them, throwing haymakers and scoring early in the first quarter. I feel like that put the Ravens on their heels a bit, and they felt kind of a little bit more, instead of being the bullies that they have, and the bullies, that's not a bad term. To me, you should be bullies if you have that kind of firepower, offense, defense, and special teams, and that identity as an organization. But I felt like, just like if you're fighting a bully, when you, throw a, when you throw a good punch, they have a choice. Kind of like Mike Tyson said, they have a choice when they get hit. And I felt like they kind of backed off a little bit and eased off the gas pedal and allowed us to kind of direct the traffic of the game, so to speak, and that's how we were able to squeeze it out. Hey, Dana, do you believe this? Because we kind of talked about this, you know, like the week after, and, and still, that if Zay Flower scores that touchdown, the Ravens probably win the game because it totally changes momentum. Oh, absolutely. I think, well, I wouldn't say definitely because we've seen Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes and yeah. his magic in the fourth quarter and overtime. But I will say the momentum on that broken play where he got the penalty, which I thought was a justified penalty, not for the trash talk, but for the flex and the spin of the ball. Yeah. Like, that's that's the nature of the game. I mean, I, I don't think as an, as an official, you got all three of those things happening uh, that, you ha- that you're going to let that go. Uh, but it, had he scored on that, I feel like that the stadium was ready to erupt, and it just kind of deflated the entire stadium when that ball got fumbled into the end zone. Hey, Dana, talk to me a little bit about Kelsey because you know, like during the year, it looked like you know, like when you're watching, damn, he looks old. It looks like he's old. You know, he doesn't have the explosiveness <laughs> and stuff anymore. Then when he gets in the playoffs, he becomes like a different dude. Yeah, you know what? Travis is an unconventional superstar. And what I mean by that, as a former wide receiver, you always hear about the route tree, how you run corner routes, how you run out routes, how you run basics and shallow crosses and everything that's in the, in the route tree. Well, Travis doesn't run those routes. <laughs> he has his own routes. And sometimes those routes look like he's, it's a lackluster effort, but it's really calculated. And the, the, the bond and the, the, the mesh that he has with Patrick Mahomes, I've never seen. And I played with Joe Montana 
and watched Jerry Rice and Joe and Jerry Rice and Steve Young and, you know, all the great receivers that played with great quarterbacks, and none of them have the same kind of complementary approach and same kind of, like, reading of minds like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. So I think it, sometimes it looks like it's kind of smoke and mirrors with Travis Kelsey because there's times where he's calculating the defense. He knows pre-snap what's going to happen. So he, he lures the defense somewhere just by running a lackluster route so that he can open up the door for Rasheed Rice or for someone else to make some plays. Uh, so I, I feel like if you if you really watch the film, and I understand early in the season he was having some games where he wasn't really a factor, uh, and then he shook himself out of it. But some of that, I believe, was calculated on his part. And now we're just glad that we got the great the greatness of him in the postseason. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that's not a bad evaluation for a Hawkeye. You know, since <laughs> since since Dan since I'm a cyclone, you know. Oh, oh my gosh, you got Brock Purdy in this game then. You got- <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I was at the Niners for ten years too. So, hey, uh, Dana, talk to me about Mahomes. So, you know what, Patrick Mahomes, as as incredible as he's been throughout his career, it's to me equally incredible how much of a leader he has continued to become. And it's strange to say when he burst on the scene in 2017 in the last game of the season, where we we were already secured in in a spot in the playoffs and he got his first start in the NFL against the Denver Broncos, you saw glimpses of, okay, this, this kid can be special, but let's see what happens when he has the full weight of the organization on his shoulders. Go to the next year in 2018, and we secure the number one seed, and he takes on Tom Brady at home in the AFC Championship, and if not for D Ford lining up offsides, we're probably going to – five or six straight Super Bowls. But then when you fast forward to this year, uh, after a a year of a Super Bowl and an MVP, this year things weren't going well. Offense was sputtering. And one of the key points of the season that I thought where Patrick Mahomes stood at the podium and they asked him about the drops and the receivers and the confidence, and he said, uh, you guys see what happens on Sunday, Monday, and occasional Thursdays. You see the drops out there. I see the work. I see the work that these guys put in every week, and therefore they don't lose my confidence. If they lose your confidence and the fans' confidence, I get it because everybody watches the games, but they don't lose my confidence because I see what they do Monday through Saturday. And I thought that was a key, key component of leadership uh, at the quarterback position, not just playmaking. And I feel like that has resonated with this team. Dana Hughes joining us, Vidian Haney, 105.7 The Fan Chiefs Radio Network, former chief himself. Now the game coming up Sunday, San Francisco one-and-a-half-point favorites. Chiefs blew them out last year, Dana, as you know, in San Francisco. That was Jimmy G. Purdy got to come in a little bit late, a little garbage time stuff. Both teams different than they were back in October of 2022. You mentioned Keys. Keys the victory here. The Kansas City defense great against the Ravens. That 49ers offense brings a little bit more, it seems. Strength in numbers, shall we say, where they're an offensive machine. Oh, absolutely. I think another key of this game and what we were able to accomplish in Baltimore was winning the giveaway takeaway. You've, we've never seen a team make it to the Super Bowl. Heck, we've probably never seen a team make it to the playoffs with a minus 11 giveaway takeaway at the bottom of the NFL 
They were 29th, 30th in the NFL in giveaway takeaway for a, a large part of the last part of the season. You And then we go into Baltimore, and what do we do? We win the giveaway takeaway with the Ravens coughing up the ball three times. That's going to be a key in this game. Because of how much of a juggernaut each of these teams are, uh, our defense, their offense, our offense versus their defense, I feel like it's really going to come down to who makes the least amount of mistakes. If we can play mistake-free football, uh, I believe Patrick was sacked twice against the Baltimore Ravens. Those are the only two times he's been sacked this entire postseason. So if we can keep him clean, and then we can also be clean on offense with with the uh, ball security, I feel like we'll have a really good chance to win. Dayton Hughes, appreciate your time. You know, good luck to the Chiefs. I don't really have a rooting interest in said game, but thank you for joining us. I know it's a busy time for you. Enjoy Super Bowl 58, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you down the road at some point. Appreciate the time, man. Make sure I get some Ruth Chris next time. All right. All right send yeah. us your address. We got you covered. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dayton Hughes, everybody. It's Vinny at 8105.7. The fan will come back. Take your phone calls. 410-583-1057. We'll reset the program for you as well. Got a fun house trip. Nolan McGraw coming up around 145. And then Inside Access takes over at 2. Followed by Maryland Basketball. Terps, Rutgers. You can hear it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. I'm a fan. Vinny and Haiti. Put your headphones in and ignore your coworkers. 1057 The Fan. Those guys are some of the most authentic, competitive people I've ever been around. Players know when when it's real, and they love their players, and they have their players' backs. It's Mike McDonald, now head coach of the Seattle Seahawks, talking about working for the Harbaugh brothers, because he worked with both, and what he learned from each. And you just heard Vinny talking about genuine, authentic, and everything in between there. Yeah, the biggest thing is is they're extremely competitive. And that what you know, I mean, they want to be great. They want to win every game. I mean, look at look at John. He wants to win every damn preseason game. Yeah, and he did for about six years. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think uh, you know, um, I've never worked with either. Um, probably be I, I'm sure it would be interesting. I mean, if you're there sixteen years or whatever, pretty stable dude and everything, uh, you know. So and my relationship with John, I mean, I know him. Somewhat, I get along. 
I get along real good with him. I talk to him out of practice a lot. So, I mean, seems like a good guy. So, I, I don't – it would be interesting to see what they say, you know, working for him. 410-583-1057 is the number if you'd like to join us real quick. Orioles, some of the non-roster invitees to spring training, which is next week. Pitchers and catchers on the 14th. Sammy Abisayo, Jackson Holiday, Kobe Mayo, Connor Norby, uh, Kate Povich, Chase McDermott, all going to be down in Sarasota trying to impress upon the powers that be that the Orioles uh, really do have. A stacked, stacked farm system rated number one yet again. By the way, Keith Law's updated top prospect list came out again today with the Athletic. And uh, Jackson Holiday is number one. No surprise there. And Clayton Kershaw going to stick around in L.A. with the Dodgers as he's agreed to a deal with the team he's played for his entire MLB career. How much he's making? Don't really know, but uh, he's a Dodger for life, and you can start making a case he might be the best Dodger pitcher of all time. Yeah, and, and Bob, if you're him, you know, you've made more money than you're ever going to need. you got a house in L.A., and you've only been with L.A. I'm sure that – and look at how much money they've spent and all the reinforcements they've got. Why would you want to go somewhere else? No doubt. And they're expected to win. Right. They win every year. But pressure is going to be on them in a big way to not just win. I mean, the over, un- yeah, yeah. over under for them is 104, 105 games. Damn. Where the Orioles are like 91, 92. They could win. We said it before last year, the year before that. They did win the World Series during the 20 season, which was shortened by COVID. They could win 140 games next year. They don't win the World Series. That's all that matters. Our baseball coverage ramps up significantly next next week here on Vinny and Haney as the Orioles will be hitting Sarasota, looking to defend their American League's Eastern Division Championship. But let's get back to the phones. West Baltimore, Samaj. Samaj, what's going on? What's good? Good, good. What's good, Bob Haney? What's good, Coach? What's good, Nomad? Hey, um... Right off the bat, Bob, can you say that last statement one more time? I just need to hear that one more time. What's that? Defend their American League's Eastern Division Championship? Come on now. They haven't won back-to-back AL East since 1973-1974. And according to my math, that's about 50 years. Yeah, you and I were young pups back yes, then. Yes, just, we were. Just trying to figure out, just trying to figure out how to get to the corner store in the ice cream truck. Correct. <laughs> or got get hit by the ice cream truck. Try to avoid yeah, that. Yeah, that too. Anyway, guys, uh, I, uh, coach, I waited for you to get back. I, I wanted to call and um, just give my last critique on the outcome. And since the game, man, my my mind has been all over the place. Uh, I got conspiracy theories up the yin yang, things that I see on my own. Um, I'll just say this. And the, and the last, not the guest that you just had, but the previous guest that was, uh, I think, given a KC perspective. Yes. He hit Damon the head Hughes. on the nose. Yeah, Hughes. Hughes, Damon Hughes. I'll just have to say this. And, and I pray somebody out there in Lamar's circle is hearing this. Because I didn't already said my thing, what I had to say about Hawes. I just said what I had to say about Munkin and his play calling and the scheme. And I'll just say this about Lamar. And I don't know whether Bashadi on down to Lamar, who was complicit in that outcome or not. I don't, I'm not even going to go there. But I will say this. If things were as they appeared on the field, not to say that, the gentleman, Mr. Hughes, hit the head right on the nose, and I'll repeat what I started to say the other day. And someone, please tell Lamar, dude, just be you. 
Um, you don't got to prove nothing to nobody. You are the, the, the dual threat guy in all of football. Even if you lost a half a step, you, you're still Mr. Dual Threat. Um, play your game when you're playing Pat Mahomes or anybody else. Just play your game. Don't get sucked into feeling like you got to out-duel that guy at his game. You make that guy look at your game and, and just be amazed at how much you accomplish and take us to wins and take us to a championship. Just do you, Lamar. Be, be who you are, dude. That's all I got to say on that. Hey, Samaj, you know what's crazy is, is the Chiefs actually looked more like the Ravens than the Ravens did. Absolutely. And, and since you went there, I'll say this. I'm used to seeing us go out to KC before they got um, uh, Andy Reid and Sense and beat them in the mouth. Punch them in the mouth, yep. curb stomp them, and just beat them up physically. They've always had a physical, I mean, um, I'm sorry, a finesse-type profile to their offense. And we've always been a physical squad, offense and defense. That's just as a squad, we're physical. And we didn't come out physical. When they came here a couple of years ago, my wife and I was downtown to see them. We beat them up, and that's why we won the game. And then nine times out of ten, when we beat KC, it's because we've out-physicaled them yep. up against their finesse play. Hey, man, y'all know what it is. Thanks for taking my call. Yep, Peace and love. All right, thank you so much. And uh, Danon referred to it as like Ali Frazier. Yeah. Turned into more like Ali versus Jimmy Young. <laughs> We're avoiding contact, it seemed, but self-inflicted wounds did the Ravens in, and I think – he was even surprised at how ineffective, as good as the Chiefs' defense has been and was. Yeah. And keep in mind, going into the game, the Ravens gave up the fewest points per game. They were second. Ravens were first in sacks. They were second. 81 yards rushing? Nobody saw that coming. No. Nobody saw that coming. No. I, I, I'm sort of God, Bob. I mean, I thought they would be rushing it over 30 times, you know, just because what Buffalo did. I thought they could get over 200 yards rushing. And when you got done with the game and it, and it ended, it's like, what did we just watch? Yep. I mean, who was that? Yeah, can we start the fourth quarter over again? Yeah. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7. The fans, if you're on the the fan, if you're on the phones, hang tight. We'll get you. We would come back. We got a funhouse trip. Nolan McGraw, inside access, takes over at 2 o'clock, followed by Maryland Hoops. Terps taking on Rutgers. You can hear the game on this here radio station. Coverage begins at 5.30. It's After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Your exclusive home for all Baltimore sports. 105.7 The Fan. 
Zach Orr will be introduced as the Ravens' new defensive coordinator coming up at 3 o'clock this afternoon. So we'll have that for you tomorrow. Actually, I won't be here. We'll talk about that during the whip. couple of minutes, and then it's going to be kind of quiet from the castle until uh, the combine. They go to the combine roughly in two weeks. And then what? Owners' meetings? Then the owners' meetings. Get some fun then, out of there. Then after that, they're pretty much locked down draft. Unless we have, well, the Liars' luncheon. Right. And then the draft. Free agency starts, what, third week of March, usually. Mm-hmm. We already know the opponents. We can get into projecting, you know, how many primetime games. Got to at least go five out the gate. I wouldn't be surprised. We are just talking off the air. If Thanksgiving afternoon at Dallas is one of those games. But we still have plenty of time before we even get into that sort of thing. But let's get back to the phone. Sports have 583-1057. It's Vidi at Haney, Bob Haney, Vidi Serrato, Nolan McGraw. Go to Baltimore. It is Charles. Charles, what is going on? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, you guys were saying that they have a lot of uh, free agents to deal with this year, the Ravens. Yep, 22. And if I recall, Eric DeCosta made a big statement last year how he has to hit like a home run. I think he did a pretty good job getting the team to where they were this year. So my only question is, do you think they have a chance of trying to go out and get Mike Evans as a free agent? Be a nice addition to the yeah. equation there. I don't know. I know, I know Tampa wants to sign him back. I don't I, – who knows on what the price will be? I I would prefer like uh, I love Mike Evans. T Higgins would be great too, and, but I don't know if they're going to go spend on a wide receiver like that. Okay, thank you for taking right. my call. Well, thank you, and Mike Evans. He was the security blanket, yeah, for Baker Mayfield and for you know Tom Brady when he was there, and plenty plenty of quarterbacks prior to him. But he's going to be a big ticket item for sure and- if he gets out there. And he's what? He's almost thirty, isn't he? I believe he played with uh, um, Johnny Manziel. In yes, college. he did. Yeah, so we're talking ten years ago. There, he might even be over thirty. Oh, yeah. Let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Tillman Island. It's Jay. Jay, what's happening on this Turn It Up Tuesday? Hey, good afternoon, man. I was listening to you guys talking briefly early about referees and quarterbacks and stuff like that. I just got three things to say as far as the referees go and the bad calls that are being made. They need to fine them. If it's a blatant bad call and they see it on a review, they need to fine them. And if these guys are being fined for bad calls, they're not. They're going to be more concentrated on making better calls. And as far as Lamar goes, Kansas City is this kryptonite. I mean, I don't know what it is about them, but to go to the Super Bowl, you either got to come here or go there to play Kansas City. The, the one thing yeah. I'd say about the refereeing – is you know what I don't like about refereeing? Every crew's different because you know, like we've talked all year long, that all right, you know, on Mondays the coaches give out a game pl- or a review of what the referees. Well, these referees call holding; those don't call pi. These call pi. You got to be careful. You know, there's no no unity of all. It's every every crew is different. That's the thing that drives me. So the rules are different depending on your crew. And lastly, I'd like to ask you this. As far as recruiting new coaching staff, is there a salary cap on that? Because no. When the, when the Super nope. Bowl's over, I would definitely contact some of the Kansas City Chiefs uh, coaching staff members. You can't. Because they're all, if they're under contract, you can't. Oh, okay. Gotcha. It, yeah. 
All righty, guys. All thank right. you. All right. yep. Thank you, Jay. And with the officiating as well, you just want consistency. But and you even can't. If, but even if you understand what their trends normally are, they change the trends throughout the course of the game. Well, well, I thought this guy didn't normally call this sort of thing. Or why is this guy doing something they've done, they haven't done all season long? But it's like a baseball umpire. You know, everybody's strike zone's different. I mean, the yep, rule book yeah. has what a strike or a ball is, but you adapt to set ump and you adapt to the officiating crews. One of the major problems is there's no consistency there. And you have people in booths. You have people up in uh, New York. You got a bunch of dudes on the field. Get together and get the call right. Isn't that what the, their job is to get the call right? And if there's any debate, I mean, yeah, we don't want the games to last four and a half hours like college football's become here, but still, you want the call to be correct at the yeah. end yeah, of that's said That's a good situation. point, Bob. That, you know, home plate umpires, that is, because that's all I told you. Well, he calls the inside striker. He calls the, out, he calls the high one. You know, I mean, it drives you Why can't we – it be – you know, that's why they want, uh, you know, robot umpires. Right. I mean, if you're calling the outside corner for seven innings, then all of a sudden you're not. Like, well, where the hell's this been? Right. The whole time. Let's get back to the phones. Let's go to Jason in East Baltimore. Jason, what's happened? Uncle Bob, Uncle Vinny. What's up? Yeah, got me man. running hot about the referees all yeah. the time. Hey, man, you know, you know the referees messed up some momentum. But I want to say this, man. You know what? It seems to me like Andy Reid kind of laugh at Coach Harbaugh. I hate to say that because last week when they beat the Bills, right, when the Chiefs beat the Bills in their locker room, he was like, ain't no dancing in here. We ain't dancing this week. His, t- his players was like, yeah, we don't dance in our locker room. That was a direct shot at Coach Harbaugh dancing mm-hmm. when we beat the Texans. Yep. Then when you watch how they came in our stadium, how they came in the bank, real funky, real cocky, throwing um, uh, JT's helmet around, Justin Tucker's helmet around, trying to bully our players. Four Chiefs had um, up the Millette surrounded. It wasn't a raven in sight. He had to throw a punch by himself. And I was like, wow, what is this? We got out bullied, we got out hustled, and the Chiefs was the more hungrier team. And nobody could have convinced me that the Chiefs would be more hungrier than the Ravens, being that the Chiefs already got two Super Bowls, and we don't have none recently. So I'm like, how does that happen? How does our guys try to be Mr. Nice Guy and do things classy, and a guy like Andy Reid just let his dogs loose? Like, hey, I don't care, be disrespectful. I don't care how they like it, taking shots at our head coach, and then nobody do nothing. Then when the, when the game first started, Lamar ran once, and the, the defender took his head and ramped it in the ground with two hands, and then nobody called enough. And I was looking at the screen like, are you serious? Um, you look at the referees. You want to go to the referees. When we had some momentum and we had Kansas City stop, I seen them take Kansas City from inside their own 20 and all the way down to our 30, just calling penalties back yep. to back, back to back. It, it was just crazy, man. But I, I, I noticed one other thing I want to point out. A guy just called and said Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs was Lamar's kryptonite. Well, he's everybody's kryptonite because out of all these hot shot quarterbacks, he the only one got a Super Bowl. Not Burrow, not Herbert, not Allen, not Lamar. Only one young hot shot quarterback got a Super Bowl in this era, and that's Pat Mahomes. But at least Lamar can say, yeah, I got two MVPs. Me and him the only ones that got MVPs. Can't nobody else even say that. Last thing I want to say, fellas, if you look at it, this was Lamar's first year with Todd Monken. Uh, he had a rookie receiver be his number one receiver. 
people projected us to only win nine games this year. We made it all the way one game to the Super Bowl, and Lamar got MVP on the top market. So I think that was a hell of a season if you look back at it and be honest about it. And in and, and closing, i like to say this. Ronnie Stanley got to go. Uh-oh. <laughs> Have you been listening to me? Hey, Benny, I will help him pack. I will come yeah. over there and say, Ronnie, you ready? I, I'll help him get his luggage, all that stuff. He got to go, man. You know, you shouldn't have had to light a fire into a guy that's making the kind of money he's making to do his job. Six, man. 16 I, mil? It's, it's ridiculous, man. I don't, I can't put it in the words. And um, I'm disappointed like everybody else. But I think we'll be back because Lamar is young. And with Todd Monkey, maybe they could, you know, get this thing buzzing and be be greater than ever. So let's be optimistic with that. But thanks for taking my call. All right, Jason. Vinny and Haiti, 1057 The Fed. We'll come back, take a trip through the fight. Now, Stolen McGraw, inside access, takes over two. And that's Maryland basketball. Terps need a win. Rutgers, you're in the way. You can listen to it at 630 here on The Fan. Until the Gold Club opens. Make it rain. Vinny and Haiti. Better grab an umbrella. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haiti, 1057 The Fan. Zach Orr meets with the media a little more than an hour. One winning drive. Got all that coming your way tomorrow. I'm off the next two days. Cordell Woodland will be in. Got to go see my retina doctor tomorrow uh-huh. for the inevitable. Uh, Thing that's happening there if you missed it or you forgot i had a completely torn retina in july of 22 got the surgery to reattach it but there was a membrane i can't see out of my right eye that's a fact and since i can't see out of my right eye it's pointless to me go see my guy dr spin because i need new glasses as well so I get my prescription all straight now. So that's tomorrow. Then I'm going to see my dentist on Thursday morning because I broke my dentures and I got to get them fixed. Then I'm going to go see my chiropractor, Dr. Sock, Thursday afternoon, who's also the Ravens and Orioles chiropractor. So let's just say I'm getting a little uh, pre-baseball tune-up going on here. Because <laughs> uh, once BBT starts, the the nights and days get a little bit longer than they are right now, if you know what I'm saying. But in a good believe, way. Uh... It's been over a year and a half since the eyeball it incident. Was July of uh, 2022. Damn. Yeah, damn is right. And driving at night has become somewhat of an issue. I'm not going to lie. Equilibrium gets a little like I'll do the dishes and think I'm putting something in the in the dish little holder there that drops right in the sink. I'm like, yeah, I gotta gotta get this straightened on here. So driving's ridiculous. Yes, it I is. mean that's. Uh, it's hard enough for people with two eyes sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it is. But, you know, I just close the one eye and just get to where I got to go. No speeding any longer for the old Bobster. But I'll be back on Friday, and we'll do our Super Bowl picks, and we'll get the props going because Vinny's on the verge of drinking for free. He did it during the regular season, <laughs> and he's about to do it again here in the postseason. But Maryland basketball coming up tonight. Coverage starts at 530. Pitchers and catchers next Wednesday. Super Bowl 58 Sunday. You can hear it on the fan. Let's go to the fun house. Quick draws, fun house. The rudeness, tuneness text reader. Who's the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. I like that quick draw. 1057 The Fan. Start with Mike, who says, I agree the Ravens' game plan was bad, but there was also a lot of RPOs mm. where Lamar refused to run. Uh, videos have since come out, mic'd up. Odell and Lamar on the sideline where Odell's telling Lamar to run the ball, do what he does best. 
Uh, there's plenty of blame to go around still. Um, yeah, well, when you lose and you're totally what you've done for seven, 18 games and you've won 14 of them and you totally went against everything that you did, there's questions to be answered. And if Lamar, and Lamar's got the keys, Munkin calls the plays. So, you know, Lamar's part of the issue there. Sure. This one here from Chris says, Blake Corum sounds like a Ravens running back to me. Any chance he's around when the Ravens are picking? How fast? The only thing is, is um, speed. So I mocked to the second round in one draft. I mean, you're going that high if you're picking. I I think the Ravens, they need too much stuff, you know, unless there's somebody that fits the mold perfectly. But I think they need fast guy. I don't know that Quorum is that. This one here from Aaron in Ohio says, uh, heard a caller on the show yesterday uh, bringing up the age-old question, if you fire Harbaugh, who do you replace him with? Said the same thing when Billick was fired before we even knew who John Harbaugh was. Why can't the same thing happen now? Does Harbaugh just get to keep the job until he dies or decides (laughs) to leave on his own? He's like the king. Uh, Aaron goes on to say here, Harbaugh hasn't sniffed the Super Bowl in 12 years. Enough is enough. I'd say getting to the AFC Championship game, sniffing a little bit. When Billick got fired, Bob, what was his record down? Oh, they had a terrible year in 07. Mm Mm-hmm. A year they were thirteen and three in 06, lost to the Colts. Didn't score a touchdown in that game either, by the way. And then bottomed out because McNair got hurt. They had a ton of injuries. J.O. retired after that year, and everybody thought Jason Garrett was getting a job. And you know, everyone's best friend, John Harbaugh, got it. And you know, they kind of go to the playoffs. Well, Garrett turned it down, right? Yeah. There was. I don't know if it's true that his wife thought she saw the wire and was scared. Biggest blessing in disguise. Maybe yeah. Oh, it worked out great yeah. for the Ravens. Yeah. No sure. doubt. No doubt. Uh, how about this one here from Steve in Baltimore? Says, Bob, if you look at the Orioles' options, first base, right field, DH, uh, Cody Bellinger seems like a better player individually than all three of those options in-house. Uh, why not see the Orioles make a run at him? Because he's going to cost an arm right. and a leg, and he's coming back from his first really good year in about four seasons. If I'm not mistaken, Ryan Mountcastle post-Vertigo uh, was as hot as any hitter. O'Hearn was a godsend to yeah. them. And Mountcastle was the finalist for the gold glove. I mean, Bellinger. Hey, I wanted to beside him last year, Nolan, as you mm-hmm. recall. Say, hey, let's go get Bellinger. And then he had a monster year for the Cubbies. Bob Nightingale thinks he's going back to Chicago anyways. Right. Way too pricey. Oh, no. No doubt. But imagining that left-handed bat at Camden Yards, oh, okay. that's uh I hear you, but what Bellinger are you getting? 23 or 22? Sure. The one the Dodgers said, see ya. Uh, one more here. Texter says, I'm not entirely sure that the wide receiver position should change a ton for the Ravens. Uh, we all saw how Lamar performed under pressure, uh, holding the ball too long, etc., even if they had prime Randy Moss, it's not like the game would have turned out too much different. Uh, Lamar plus garbage play calling was the issue. Um, yeah, all of the O-line. above. O-line went O-line all that great. Went, yeah. The offense just was, that was not the Ravens football team. I, I don't know who was, in, you know, impersonating them, but that wasn't the guys that had been there previously. 
Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. That's going to do it for us. Back tomorrow for Woman Crush Wednesday at 10 o'clock. I'll be back on Friday. Inside Access coming up here in a matter of minutes. Followed by Maryland basketball for Nolan McGraw, Vinny Serrato, I'm Bob Haney. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We'll talk to you when we talk to you. For now, class this week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.